0: This is the Green Machine Podcast, Nick and David here with another retro throwback. So just a couple of days ago, we celebrated the twenty year anniversary of Ireland beating Holland 1 0 in the World Cup qualifiers in 2002. And today we're gonna celebrate a nil nil victory, aren't we, David? Ten yeah, years we... ten years since we won nil all against miracle... Russia in Moscow.
1: Miracle of Moscow. I mean, a few days ago, we were talking about how poor we were against uh, um, Holland and how lucky we were. This was a combination of pure luck, poor play, and just pure magnificence from Richard Dunn and Shea Gibbon. And I remember one absolute wonder clearance, if I remember correctly, from a Mr. Damien Duff. Um, and the very fact that he was back clearing the ball off the line goes to show you how... Deep, we were deep, deeper than a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> oh,
0: well, wow. I love the I love the affirmisms. It's They're fantastic. So just to put a bit of context, as, as we always do in these retro episodes, into how we were kind of faring in the group. So we started off with two wins out of two, and then Russia absolutely destroyed us in Dublin. Now, it was a 3-2 victory for Russia, but, but it, I mean, it kind of flattered to deceive a little bit, didn't it? They were 3-0 up. Yep. It was an absolute thumping. And uh, some people say we were unlucky not to draw 3-0. I think we had a a chance at the end. But we kept handing the initial back to Slovakia and Russia, didn't we? I mean, we we were 1-0 up against Slovakia in Zelina. And they equalized and Robbie Keane missed a penalty. And then we kind of struggled against Macedonia, didn't we? Twice home and away, but came away with victories. And then we kind of had to, like, we we more or less had to beat Slovakia at home just just a couple of days before the Russia Mm -hmm. game to kind of... I suppose cement a playoff spot or kind of give a decent tilt into top in the group. Now, I remember this for all the wrong reasons. I, I had a, I had a ruptured appendix. Oh Jesus! Ten actually, yeah, uh, ten years ago, and um, like you should have done a podcast. in Your appendix. We we should have actually done a podcast just in the appendix. Now it wasn't just like you know a rumbling appendix, and I got it taken out just before I went. My appendix was ruptured for a couple of days, which isn't meant to happen. Because usually when that happens, you die. Um, thankfully, I didn't die. But sadly, well, no, fortunately, in many ways, because I'm lucky to be alive after that. But I was in hospital for nearly two weeks. And for most of that time, I didn't know where the fuck I was because I was on such heavy medication and I was on, you know, all sorts of shit. I didn't know what was going on. But one of the saving graces was that there was a TV in the ward. Um, and I was sharing with two football fans, thankfully. Now... The Slovakia match I watched in hospital. And I cannot remember the Slovakia match for the life of me. But the day I got home from hospital was the day of the Russian match. Now, keep in mind, anyone who's had a, an appendicectomy, um, especially one after a rupture, so it's not even a, an appendicectomy. They're basically just doing damage control. So they, they basically blow you up full of full of gas. They get what they can out, and then they put a massive bag kind of into your, into your side to drain out all the... Basically, all the poison and all the shite that's that's exploded from your appendix. So Jesus you're Christ. you're you're battered. You're absolutely battered, and you're bruised, and you feel absolutely rotten. Now, if you if you've listened to any of our previous retro episodes, uh, I have kind of mentioned that uh when watching Ireland matches as a child or as a teenager. Actually, no, it must have been. I was nineteen at this stage. I think maybe twenty. And, uh, yeah, I, I find it very, very difficult to watch Arlo matches because not not if they're boring or not if they're, they're you know, unentertaining or whatever. It's more or less just like I get very anxious and I get very touchy watching them because it means a lot to me. Like yeah. it means everything to me. So when your stomach, I think I had like four incisions or something like a incision for the camera and incision for the drain and then whatever. I, I don't know. I have four scars, so I assume I have four incisions unless one of them was a mistake and they just didn't fucking tell me or whatever. But watching an Ireland match and being very tense is difficult as it is. But when your body is, you know, kind of half split open and when the opposition have 26 shots on target, that is a very uncomfortable experience for, for anyone.
1: Yeah. um, Thank
0: you. Thank you, Richard Dunn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I remember actually there was a stage where I would be watching an Ireland match and I was a bag of nerves. And then I'd settle down after about 5-10 minutes watching the game. So because i like, OK, you know, settle down. But I was a, used to be bagging now, so i get that. Um, never almost, you know, died. Um, <laughs> I, well, I have almost died on, on a few occasions, but never from a... Um, from not a football rush. match. Not from a football... Well, not from a ruptured appendix anyway, with a football <laughs> match. But, uh, yeah... Um, I remember this game. I was in Ireland, actually. I came over for the Slovakia match. I went to that game. and it was it was pure. I actually went to the game in Sheena. And the story of that is available in the, the uh, champagne football. yeah,
0: your your little moment of glory in champagne football,
1: well, champagne's little moment of glory in the life of David Dunn, more like it. But yes, <laughs> um. Yes, I am in that, so do have a read. It is me, of course. Um, if you want me to sign any copies, do um, <laughs> just I suppose in November when I eventually get over for an Ireland game, I will happily sign any and pose for photographs. So she doesn't, of course, and paid up front. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm I'm rambling, God it's very late. Um but yeah, so I was over to Slovakia for the game in Slovakia. I was there for that, and yes, I remember that. We we, handed, we used to have this thing, with trap, where we'd always hand the initiative back to our rivals. We'd never lose to them, well, except for Russia, but we'd always bloody hand the initiative uh, back to them. And the game in Dublin, I remember this specifically because it was the last game for a long, long time that I actually um, went to in the Aviva, and we were, it was a boring match, and then I remember I got abused for wearing an Ireland shirt in a nightclub and a guy just came up to me and just went, shite, 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 fucking shite, shite, I'm like, how can you wear that shite? I was like, well, you know, it's a country, blah, 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 blah. And it was shite and it was terrible. And I remember we were in such a bad way with this team. I think as we've covered in the Trap- in the archives, by the way, uh, the Trapatoni era. We've covered it in great detail there. So do have a listen to that. And yeah. um, we do cover this particular campaign, which is interesting. But, you know, I think it was coming off a little bit. The wheels are coming off now. The, the gloss is coming off Trapattoni a little bit. He's falling out with too many players. But, you know, and, and it looked like we weren't going to qualify for this. Um, It had gone quite stale, the uh, qualification campaign. And I think then we just had to avoid a defeat. We had to beat Russia. Or um, basically not lose. And then hopefully that Armenia would do a job for us in Slovakia. But Slovakia were very much in contention for that second spot with us. And Russia, of course, were way out in front. Um, but it looked like that Slovakia were going to overtake us because we didn't beat them at home. And we gave the initiative back to them, as you rightly said, Nick. So, yeah, we, we we weren't in great nick going into this game whatsoever.
0: Yeah, so the game itself. So just to go through the lineup. So Shea giving in goal. Stephen Kelly at right back. Richard Dunn and Darren O'Dea at centre half. Stephen Ward at left back. Aidan McGeady on the right wing. Glenn Whelan and Keith Andrews in centre midfield. Damien Duff on the left wing. And Kevin Doyle and Robbie Keane up front. Stephen Hunt's coming off the bench. And Simon Cox coming off the bench as well in that game. So, (sighs) similar to the Holland match. And I mean, this was compared to to the Dutch game in many ways. And one of the things that was in common was that Richard Dunn was starting the centre half, wasn't it? So it just yeah. showed the the magnitude of of how important that man was. But one man and and the funny thing is like whenever I look at you know I mean the Richard Dunn jersey, funnily enough I've I've worn it, as has Breen, and um, when, when Eddie O'Mahony spoke spoke to us a few years ago. So that's um you know that was that was a great honor and it was a real surreal moment. I just had to throw that in. Did you that's drop funny. a name, Nick? Did you drop a name? <laughs> but <laughs> But, um, I mean, what I would say is Richard Dunn, absolutely. I mean, the whole, I mean, anyone who, who strangely wouldn't know the backstory to that, I'm sure they do. Um, but, of course, Richard Dunn splitting his eye open on the kind of running track of the Luzhniki Stadium. And uh, naturally, you can't have blood on your jersey in, in case you have any infections or, or in case you pass on any diseases or whatever. So, they changed Richard Dunn's jersey uh the you know they only had the, the spare kind of player edition jersey or whatever with no sponsor on it so alan kelly had to actually draw the number onto the jersey and just by pure coincidence he drew the regulation size number because if you're drawing a number onto a jersey it has to be the actual UEFA or FIFA regulation size. And right. just by chance and and um Alan Kelly of course was goalkeeping coach at, at the time and up until recently was our goalkeeping coach until he left for mysterious but <laughs> self-explanatory <laughs> reasons. But um, at the time, I think they were just trying to get Richard Dunn back onto the pitch as quickly as possible. So he, he just lashed the the number on with the marker. Uh, as, as many people know, but, but if he had drawn a really small five or a really big five, Richard Dunn actually wouldn't have been allowed to re-enter the pitch and they would have had to get another jersey. So just by chance, he had drawn the exact size that the regulation number had to be <laughs> another we're all about fun facts david aren't we yeah that's mad
1: i didn't know that but there you are i'm um, just as just as well <laughs> yeah
0: and before i went on my tangent uh my my big tangent what i was trying to say was people talk about richard Dunn and associate the game with richard Dunn, and rightly so but shay given what a performance from him
1: Mhm. yeah he, he was magnificent like just last ditch save after last Last to say, ditch save. I can't even speak. Last ditch save after last ditch save. He was he was phenomenal in that game. There was one off, there was one off the line, wasn't there? I mean, there was several off the line, but yeah, he, he was phenomenal in that game. One of his best.
0: It was just you know it was as I mentioned in in the Dutch episode, so the twenty year episode. This was another one that was just pure tension. This was just. It was a difficult watch, very, very difficult watch. And this Russian team was very good as well. Like, I mean, they'd they'd actually done very well at the last Euros in Euro two thousand eight, didn't they get to the semi final um, mm-hmm. of that? So like, so many parallels with that Dutch game, wasn't it? I mean, it was the same time of year. Uh, we're playing a team who 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 were European Championship semi finalists. They'd uh, you know they dominated us at home. Now, they'd won the game, unlike the Dutch who who, who lost. Um, there was never really a possibility we were going to win this game, uh, ju- just in terms of our approach. And, I mean, Travatoni had kind of played for the draw, hadn't we? I mean, uh, on on another day, when you play that type of tactic where you're going to sit back, you have whatever, the two banks of four, you lose that game, don't you? And you lose it badly. And that's what happened in Dublin. What was the yeah. difference here, do
1: you think? Um, luck? Luck? Was it sure Risk fucking luck. No, it's just luck. Yeah, to, to be fair, like, it was luck and... It was mostly luck because when you had 26 shots on goal, not no one man or two men, but, you know, not two men. It's very rare that you'll get two men that can actually, you know, do the job. I don't want to sound, you know, like like a bucket of cold water. But let's be honest here, you know, you have 26 shots on goal and you are dominated like that, you know, like I mean battered and we were battered and we just let them come on to us because it, it was actually embarrassing you know when i was watching it back again i found that game embarrassing you know we were really yeah it's a famous it's a famous nil nil victory and all this kind of stuff but it's actually kind of embarrassing you have a p- team out there i mean you look at those players that's not a bad side you know the iron team is not a bad team out there you know um they're pretty much all Premier League players. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I Duff think, and McGeady yeah. on the wing. That should be on paper, be better. Obviously, yeah. if you have someone like Stephen Reid in there, was um, McGeady
0: was McGeady playing in in uh,
1: Russia at the time? Um, I believe he was. Yeah, yeah I think he was. That was I think actually he was a, a stadium, I think. Yeah, yeah. Luzhniki is
0: Spartak Moscow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he was actually playing in Russia at the time, so they would have been very familiar with him.
1: He, he would have just signed. Yeah, he signed on, in August. Um, sorry, he signed a year before August twenty ten. Um, so that was actually his stadium um, yep. that he was playing in. And, you know, I'll, it's just, yeah, I, I found it kind of embarrassing. But now it's pure luck and brilliance from uh, Richard again, But it was mostly luck. Like, let, let's be honest here. You know, we should have lost that game and lost it heavily. And, you know, we were, we were absolutely blessed. And the very fact that Armenia went to Slovakia and, and spanked Slovakia 4-0. Yeah. And at the end of the game, all of a sudden we're in second. And we're, we're in absolute, we're in the driving seat now to the finish second all of a sudden. So, yeah, but it was very, very frustrating. I remember just shitting bricks watching it. I watched it with my mum. I was in Dublin. And I watched it with my mum in the mum's house. Uh, and we were just like hugging each other watching it. You know, I, if I could have, I would have been watching it behind the couch. Because I was just absolutely, it was just, it was so bad. But Richard done was phenomenal um, as well. But, yeah, 26 shots on goal. How they weren't four or five up, I do not know. Like in the first half, but I, I, I. What does get missed is that you shouldn't with the players we had, you know, you know we 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 shouldn't be going there and they shouldn't be getting twenty six shots on target on us. You know, going out there picking the right team with the players we had available at the time, playing the right style of football. And um, playing the right team, like you know, you could have got the same result. You could have well, probably got a better result.
0: Well just to give like a few of the players that were available and were fit. So James McCarthy and Liam Lawrence were both on the bench. Both Premier League players at the time. Yeah. Both playing well at the time. I think actually Lawrence might have been with uh, maybe Portsmouth at the time. So he wasn't quite Premier League. And then you would have had Andy Reid of course, Stephen Reid you would have mm-hmm. had you would have had um my my pal, Darren Gibson <laughs> So like there, there were players who could have gone there and put the yeah. foot in the ball,
1: but they yeah, sat they, back. We, we we listen. We had the players to play decent football. Um, I think Wes Houlihan was around at the time, or he was. Just, he was, he was yeah. yeah, No, he was. I think
0: he was playing in were they in League One? No, Norwich. Um, because then Norwich get consecutive promotions, so I think yeah. I think put he was, was probably in John. League One at the time. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, but but either way, like you know, there, there was enough there, especially someone like Stephen Reed. But obviously, he'd fallen out with Stephen Reed. Um, you know, very public spat there, and yeah, we 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 had enough there to to get the same result, and actually maybe even better. You know, we we had a good we had good players available there, Nick. So you know, yeah, I'd be very, I wouldn't be giving Trapattoni any credit for that whatsoever. No. That all goes to the players. Do you know who I will be giving credit? His
0: sister, who was a nun in the Vatican.
1: Yes and his parents for having a child on Patrick's day. (laughs) Do you want want, to
0: know the hilarious thing about this result? And a lot of people forget this. If we lost that game, we still would have made the
1: playoffs. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because if yeah, Slovakia. Well, I'm
0: I'm looking at the table there. So Russia finished on 23 points.
1: Yeah.
0: That was only two points ahead of us, strangely enough. So we finished on 21 points. And Armenia actually kind of leapfrogged Slovakia when they hammered them and then of course we we beat armenia so armenia ended up on 17 points so we actually cleared them by four points that's mental now i mean you've you, there's the whole argument of momentum isn't there because i mean armenia probably would have fancied themselves against us because they saw how leaky we were now we didn't concede but they saw how leaky we were and it was actually a stroke of luck that we actually beat them because it wasn't wasn't a bit of a an was kind of red card against the goalkeeper and and an own goal as well, and then didn't Mkhitaryan score just just after we doubled the lead. So mm-hmm. you know the whole the whole idea of confidence, the whole idea of momentum might come into it. But if we lost in Russia, and if we did subsequently beat Armenia, we still would have <laughs> we still would have qualified. And it's it's actually hard to believe that we only finished two points behind that Russian team.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, but yet again. Yeah, you know, they, they weren't. They they weren't. You know, they weren't really great shakes either. You know, we we were just at that stage we like, we were just like a lot of
0: teams. And and I'd always say this about the Serbia team that, that topped the World Cup group in twenty eighteen. We made a very average team look unbelievable. Yeah, and we we actually you know we we enshrined a key part of their footballing history by handing them the initiative. Same as that yeah. Serbia team in twenty eighteen, like the. They weren't great, and we made them look super.
1: But this is what we do, Nick, and this is what we did under Trapatoni, and this is what we were hoping was going to change um, with Stephen Kenny coming in, you know, to, to change the initiative. With, you know, look, you're not that bad. You actually can play a bit of football here. And international football, I've always said it, I said it in the last episode as well, you just have to have your house in order, and you'll kind of get through. Now, we, in a way, we had our house in order because... You know, we were very organized. We knew what we were doing under Trapattoni. It's just what we were doing wasn't very, very good. And it was falling apart. And he got very, very lucky. I mean, because he qualified for Euro 2012, he he was kept on. We hadn't qualified for 2012. He should have been, you know, shown the door. And rightly so, because it just wasn't working. And yes, he just obviously didn't believe in the players. And he, you know, he didn't really. He thought this was the only way to get a result. We all obviously disagree with that. When you look at the players there on paper, a decent, a decent coach, Nick, a decent manager, probably uh, yeah, Mick McCarthy type. Coming back to that with the experience that he had coming back to, with that young side, that trap had could have and um, you know playing the same football as two thousand two, we could have got, we could have you know got a playoff easily and maybe qualified. That those players were good. Um they, they were not, he did not have, you know, a bad squad at all, but he just kind of made us look really average and kind of small and you know, little Ireland and you know, well we're going into the Lions Den and Lucianicki, so you mm-hmm. know we better we better batten down the hatches, you know. And and that's what we did and we got results, which was a miracle and a great and Richard Dunn was phenomenal, but that's all that kind of the manager, you know, it's a different approach, you know, different setup and well, obviously, you know, <laughs> that approach would have had to have been um put into action like months before that, obviously, you know, at the start of the campaign, um, you know, and, and that belief has been instilled in the players. But, you know, Trafford Tony sucked the belief out of those players, didn't he? Like, a, a, as it went on, they, you know, I'm surprised he didn't. No wonder there was a mass, um, there's a mass retirement, of international retirement <laughs> after Euro yeah. 2012. Couldn't put up with it anymore. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And just anyone that's interested, do check out the Giovanni Trapattoni Manager Monday era series yeah. that we did. So I mean, we did we did a full episode on the, the 2012 qualifiers. So it's you know it's just fascinating to kind of see the correlation of this performance and the campaign as a whole. Because as we mentioned already, like that that home game against Russia was an absolute drubbing, an absolute mm-hmm. drubbing. And uh, you know, I think. I think after that, I th- many people might have felt that we were lucky to get to Euro twenty twelve, and it was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a difficult watch. Certainly a difficult watch, and, and one that I, I wouldn't put myself through again with, uh, you know, post uh, appendectomy. So that's all we have time for right now. I mean, we're gonna keep going with the retro episodes uh, after the 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 qualifiers, the triple header qualifiers. So we we should be back with the manager Monday, won't we, David? We're gonna go into the Martin O'Neill era and then we have a lot of stuff lined up um and and as we always say like our thing is is retro because we like looking at the good times don't we David
1: yeah um I mean yeah <laughs> let's just see I suppose that's what Lambs and Road's all about I guess um you know, uh, we'll probably be out of business if the the quarantine were doing really well. <laughs> yeah, they they, they kind of say like it's it's a psychological thing. They they say if you
0: are in a, you know, a difficult time in your life or a very unhappy time of your life, or they even say sometimes in a deep state of depression, you you'll will always switch on Lansing you, Road. You, yeah, well, you'll always switch on Lansing Road and and David Dunn's uh, beautiful tones. Oh, but you. but 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 they say that people crave nostalgia and yeah. they crave. Um, you know, they crave childhood memories and they, they crave happier times and stuff like that. So it's, it's funny that we're referring back to it. And and the other thing is, I mean, if people have requests for us, David will sing you a song. Um, <laughs> no, i joking. Uh, I like that one, David. I, I, I like that joke. But we, we got a request recently, didn't we, to kind of cover the... The European Cup, not the European Championships, but the 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 kind of tournament prior to the European Championships, the Nations Cup, the Nations Cup. So, like you know, we we will do requests if people like them. Um, uh, European Nations Cup, sorry. European Nations Cup, which we which we actually perform very well in. So, we will we will do requests if people kind of put them forward. Um, mm-hmm. like what we'll, we'll always do the anniversary, kind of the the milestone anniversaries, and and thankfully this year, um. Even though we mightn't be going to a World Cup, we can reflect back on on some happier times. Two tournaments that we went to: two thousand and two with the World Cup, and twenty ten with the European Championship. So even though th- things might be a little bit, um, you know, less exciting and and a bit more grim at the moment, it's it, it is great to know that we have a a strong and a a very very colourful footballing history. Thankfully, would you agree with that, David, or am I just talking shite?
1: No, I would certainly agree with that, Nick. Uh, you are talking shite, but I Nothing agree with that. There. Uh, No absolutely look Irish football is very It's fascinating to be honest The good and the bad You know um, You look at some of the players we've had The teams we've had And just a sheer lack of organisation And a sheer lack of like Collective thinking And infighting And just crazy things happening um, have basically stopped us from qualifying for a lot more tournaments than, than, you know, we should have qualified. And as depressing as that sounds, it's actually very, very fascinating for me um, personally. But, yeah, we do have some really also fantastic nights to talk about. But, you know, here as well, I mean, we have to say things as we see them Nick and obviously in the last episode we were talking about how we were terrible against Holland but we still yeah. got the victory and we were terrible against Russia but we still got the nil-nil victory you know that's just the way we're not negative people that is just the way it was
0: I know calling it as it is because because I yeah. said like you'll you'll talk to people who maybe you know weren't born at this stage or who were very yeah. young like like myself at this stage or who just didn't watch the match and jumped on the bandwagon you know, the Oleo layers or whatever. And, yeah. you know, they, they'll kind of say, oh, Russia, what, a, what an amazing performance. Holland, what an amazing oh. performance. They they were amazing results.
1: <laughs>
0: that, <laughs> that, was, about, that was that about it. it. That is
1: about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so we're going to... Sorry, David. Just before you finish up there, I mean, it says everything, doesn't it, when Giovanni Travattoni comes out and starts thanking St. Patrick at the end of the game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> of course, he was born on his, on his uh, s- Saints... Uh, Day, so all of all of these little things are kind of meant to be, aren't they? Just the way that they all work out. So we're gonna leave it there. As always, give Lance and Roll in the Green Machine a like on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, and also subscribe to us on all your various podcast channels. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on absolutely everything. Really, David, aren't we? I don't know what we're not on. Really, we're spreading ourselves
1: like butter.
0: And the, you may be breaking into the, the world of YouTube soon, David. I think it's maybe worth mentioning that too. Oh, yes,
1: yes, yes. We're drumming it up. I basically, I need a vehicle to rant, Nick. And that's what I need. And YouTube is definitely going to do. we have got this lovely little sort of studio type thing uh, set up here. And just when the time's right, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. And I'm just going to, yeah. I'm looking to do get a bit more involved to in the YouTube side of it and have like a little solo kind of say and you know, maybe actually a rant and a review of what's going on in uh, Lansing Road over the week and certain comments and certain things like you know, like a week in review. Do you remember that show, a Week in Review? Yeah, you don't, the glory do days. Yeah, and basically it's going to be something like that and it's going to be like sort of news-based. But also, there's a whole lot of stuff coming up on YouTube. I've been meaning to do this for quite some time. It's just, obviously, the timing just wasn't right. But time is right now, Nick. Absolutely. So Time is
0: right. So, absolutely, keep an eye on that. And as always, thank you for all your support. And please keep listening. Please keep subscribing. Please keep your comments and your suggestions coming. And until next time, come on, you boys in green.